Before we jump into today's episode, I genuinely cannot believe this is episode 20. The time has seriously gone so fast and I am just so incredibly grateful for all the love, all the support the podcast has already received over the last few short months with each season, of course, having 10 episodes. This brings us sadly to the end of season two. And given the nature of, you know, Christmas and New Year's just passing, I actually decided to go straight from season one to season two. However, now that we're going into season three, I have decided I do want to take a few short weeks breaks. Seriously, just to have some time to think about how this podcast can bring you even more value. And so with that, I I need your help. Okay. If you listen to the pod, please send me a DM. Please let me know what topics you'd like to hear more about whether you'd be interested in having guests, whether you want one solo episode, one guest episode, whether you like the shorter 20-minute episodes or the longer 35, 40-minute episodes, any and all feedback is seriously welcomed, please. This is sincerely for you. And so I want to make sure that the next season of the podcast is what you would like and what you would like to hear more of. And so I'm expecting to be back in four weeks time with season three, and hopefully it's going to have even more value and be even more aligned with what it is you want and need from this podcast. Welcome to Everything In Between, the health and wellness podcast that believes that health is so much more than just what we eat and how we move our bodies. It's everything in between. I'm Raquel Robello, a clinical nutritionist, the face behind Radical, and your host. I wanted to start today's episode by saying that I truly understand, I truly feel you if you feel as if this year hasn't started out on the foot that you were hoping for that you're maybe not feeling that newfound inspiration and motivation and rejuvenation that you so desperately thought the Christmas and New Year break would give you. Perhaps you're feeling tired or overwhelmed or maybe even exhausted and you're thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, like it's the fourth week of January. How do I already feel this way? Usually you feel this way by the end of the year. So I tell you this equally for you as I do for myself and that is that it is okay. It's okay if your best looks different in this season. It's okay if this year hasn't started out the way you'd hoped for. It's okay if you're feeling overwhelmed and tired. Please give yourself some grace. Give yourself compassion. It is okay. And so on that note today, I wanted to talk about something that I have touched on before, but never truly addressed or at least given enough airtime for, and that is burnout. And so in today's episode, I'm going to be giving you the backstory with my experience with burnout, how I have played with the line of burnout multiple times in my life, the common symptoms of burnout, and then ending it off, of course, with my top five tips or strategies that I still implement to this very day of today to try and at least avoid burnout. And so in episode one, I did a deep dive of my health journey and I slightly touched on burnout because it goes truly hand in hand with chronic fatigue um, that I experienced at that time. But given that that was 
insanely already 20 episodes ago. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a backdrop to give you some context if you haven't listened to episode one. So if you're a seasoned listener or follower, you'll already know by now that I was that typical type A high achieving perfectionistic child growing up. I would give 110% to everything, even when it wasn't required or necessary. I was also quite healthy growing up, to be honest. I hardly got sick. Um, But that all changed when I was 14 or 15 and I got glandular fever. And at the time I was obviously in school Monday to Friday, I was also a part of a ton of co-curricular activities as most kids are at that age, you know, whether it was dancing a few times after school or school production most days or choir before school, um, school sports, you know, that sort of thing. So naturally I look back now and I'm like oh my goodness like you were busy from 6 30 in the morning till 7 p.m at night plus homework plus studying like of course you got glandular fever you were way too busy but anyway I ended up having to take nearly almost an entire term which is around 10 weeks off from school in year nine which was at the time of this and I naturally lost an incredible amount of weight. Um, I was very frail. I was not myself. And from there, this sparked recurrent tonsillitis where I would religiously, no joke, get tonsillitis every three to four weeks. And of course, the idea was to get my tonsils removed, but it was almost always something that was kind of just put off. Um, and in in the moment, it's so excruciating. If you If you've had tonsillitis or you have had recurrent tonsillitis you know how debilitating it is so naturally I would just go on antibiotics almost immediately Um, and so that was the trajectory of that but the chronic usage of these antibiotics at least every four weeks obviously caused a host of other health complications whether it was acne IBS like symptoms but again like I said type A (laughs) perfectionistic very studious. Um, You know, my priorities were just very different to what they are now. And so whilst these health issues were prevalent, it genuinely wasn't that big of a deal at the time. It was kind of just something that I lived with. Um, But I also think that things only really took a turn for the worst in my final year of school. And so, you know, naturally, like most kids in their final year of school, in the lead up to my final exams I was studying easily 10 to 12 hours non-stop a day and so I think that the stress of that period not only exacerbated my symptoms but it also brought to light the incredible burnout which of course resulted in the chronic fatigue that I would deal with for the next two years or so and I remember sleeping after school every single day for at least an hour or two before having to start studying and doing homework and that sort of thing. I would sleep in in the mornings to the very last minute. Like if the bell was going at 8.20, I was sleeping till 8 a.m. And again, it wasn't really that big of a red flag at the time. I think everyone just kind of assumed it was stress and anxiety and overwhelm and that sort of thing. But it was only really when the high of that time 
was over, whether it was, you know, graduation and leavers and partying and celebrating. It was only when that was kind of over that I truly crashed. And when I say crashed, I mean sleeping 12, 14 hours nonstop every night, but waking up chronically exhausted where it felt like I couldn't even get out of bed to go make something to eat, let alone go to the bathroom. It is the kind of lack of energy where you can't even walk downstairs. And so this occurring at 18 years old, you can see how it was genuinely debilitating. And, you know, I think I went partying and clubbing, doing all the normal 18 year old kind of stuff for at most maybe three months. But obviously, A, I was just really over it by then. It just seriously didn't align with me and my values. But second to that, I genuinely couldn't keep up. I was just so incredibly exhausted all the time. And so you can imagine how naturally isolating that is because not only was there clinically nothing wrong with me, meaning, you know, my blood's reflected. It was, I was all fine. There was no B12 or iron or thyroid issues. Um, but two, the diagnosis of burnout, let alone chronic fatigue, whilst they are of course, very different things, they were in my case, incredibly interconnected. Um, and the diagnosis of it is quite wishy-washy and there's no treatment for it. And so naturally I became incredibly depressed because I couldn't get out of bed and I couldn't do what normal 18 year olds do. And the differentiation was I wasn't not getting out of bed because I was depressed. It was my environment and my circumstances. I felt lost and confused and angry because no one could give me an answer. And unfortunately, this relationship with burnout would visit me a few more times, I think, until I truly listened to my body and learnt my lesson and actively rejected that hustler grind sort of mentality. And I think it was episode 10 where I spoke about how our purpose is to be and not to do. And at this point in my life and a few times after, I was genuinely so caught up in the doing, in the achieving, in the grinding that I forgot who I was at my core essence. I was so far removed and detached from my soul and how I was feeling within my body that I couldn't see the red flags of burnout. I actually wore burnout like it was a badge. I had no days off from uni or from my four to five jobs at the time. This is when burnout revisited me, by the way, that I saw it as a badge of honor. And as a result, I was fundamentally miserable. Okay. And so I've struggled with that ideology of just being and not doing for my entire life because my nature in its purest essence is one that is motivated and incredibly driven and ambitious and passionate and of course, definitely goal-driven. And I used to think the two couldn't coexist, that you couldn't just be and focus on the being without also doing. I thought you can't, it's one or the other, um, that I couldn't be this version of myself who, by the way, I truly love. I love that I'm goal-driven and I'm ambitious and driven and passionate, etc. But I couldn't be someone who prioritized just being rather than doing. However, since my 
experience with burnout and coming more into myself with who I really am and leaning into a more softer feminine side, I've realized that the duality of the two of being and doing can and does exist. That you can, for example, be equally career-driven and have healthy boundaries that ensure a total mind-body-soul balance. But I think it's important that we backtrack because how do you know when you are actually burnt out? What are the telltale signs that you may want to look out for so that perhaps you can put practices already in place before it's too late? Because when I tell you that burnout affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, behaviorally, spiritually, I truly mean it. So these are the three of my biggest signs of burnout or if I'm close to burnout or ultimately am burnt out that have shown in my life a few times when I've danced with this line of doing too much and being too caught up in the doing rather than being. So the first biggest sign that you are burnt out is definitely apathy, or at least in my case. And apathy means a total lack of interest or enthusiasm or even concern for absolutely anything remotely. And it's a scary feeling for sure. And if you haven't experienced it before, it may seem odd to try and understand, but apathy is an incredibly isolating feeling in which, to put it bluntly, you just feel nothing. You you don't feel happy or sad. You don't feel the highest of highs or the lowest of lows. It's as if your emotional tank is so dry, you just feel nothing. And that, my friend, is a incredibly scary place to be. And so for me, when I start feeling a lack of any emotion, I know that I am very close, if not already burnt out. And another massive sign, um, at least for me, and it's a related sign as all of these are, but that is isolation and withdrawal. Because when I've gone through periods of my life, when I am burnt out, you may be thinking of, isolation and withdrawal in regards to socializing and going out and seeing friends, which of course, sure does happen or has happened. But I'm even talking on the level of simply responding to an email, let alone a text message. And when you're burnt out, simple tasks like responding to a notification in general is incredibly overwhelming and it almost feels too much. And so an even further withdrawal and period of uh, of isolation soon follows, which is obviously not healthy uh, mentally or helping to nourish your soul when you're actually in a place of already feeling um, incredibly burnt out. And I would say that the third sign of burnt out, at least for me, has always been a reduced performance or ability to complete, like I said, daily simple tasks, tasks that perhaps are usually even enjoyable or easy and seamless, all of a sudden take hours to complete or feel profoundly more difficult to finish. And it ultimately feeds into this negative feedback loop of procrastination or a decreased sense of satisfaction. Self-doubt's a huge one. And ultimately, of course, just such a loss of motivation and inspiration. And so 
if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yep, like this is me. It's the fourth week of Jan. How did I get here? I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to acknowledge that, you know, we all have seasons of high stress, of overwhelm and ultimately burnout, that the idea of balance is incredibly difficult to achieve 12 months of the year consistently, that the most important thing here is for you to recognize the signs and to implement a change. And so if you've gotten this far into the episode and you're still here, I appreciate you. I'm sending you a hug. You will get through this. And these are some of my suggestions as someone who has walked this road many, many times and tried all the things. This is what I do to fill my cup and to get back to the starting line when I have experienced burnout. And first things first, you should, (laughs) you should expect this by now, but you know that I love talking about this. So it goes without saying that if you are deeply struggling with burnout, please know that without a connection or without talking to someone who you truly trust and feel safe with, none of these tips matters because whether it's a friend, a counselor, a family member, a work colleague, whoever it may be, if you can't talk to someone and you're struggling with these feelings, it's going to be incredibly difficult. So I want you to ponder who who can you talk to? Who can you trust to have a conversation with? Who can you, you know, have a safe um, and supported chat with? Um, and if the answer is no one, I want you to know that you're not alone, that my DMs are always open, that you can always send me a message. We can always have a chit chat. If anything, I actually talk to lots of you from the podcast every single day. So please know that you are not alone. And if you need someone to talk to, I am always here. So first and foremost, if you're feeling burnt out, please reach out to someone. And if that someone is no one, that someone is me. Second of all, this is a huge one, but you need to lower all expectations for yourself during these periods and seasons. I will try to embrace an even softer side to myself. Um, of compassion and love. If I don't do what's on my to-do list, I'm like, whatever, who cares? There's always tomorrow. I will prioritize what needs to get done at a very minimum. But even then, I will just lower expectations for myself and remind myself that in a year, let alone a month, what was on my calendar's to-do list for today is not necessarily going to make a incredible difference. Um, if I didn't eat as healthy and nourishing, that's totally fine. Food is food. And at least I got energy and nutrients in. If I didn't go to the gym, that's totally fine. I needed a mental and physical rest. You get my point, whatever it may be that you're not showing up for, which you normally do show up for, just lower the expectation, lower the intensity, uh, embrace a softer kindness to yourself that your, your best looks different in these seasons seasons and that's okay. Um, And the third thing that I would encourage you to do is ask yourself, how can you show up for yourself right now? What is it that you need? It's amazing that such a simple yet profound sentence can genuinely make a world of a difference. Is it that you need to wash your hair? Is it that you're going to get a takeout for dinner and watch a movie? Is it that you're going to take the afternoon off work and go for a swim? Are you going to take social media uh, off your phone for the weekend? Are you going to have a nap? Nothing is too small here. What, What do I need? 
that's what I want you to ask yourself. What do I need right now? My mum will often ask me that question in these periods of my life where she'll say, Raquel, what do you need? And often it will genuinely be so simple. It will be that I'm, I, I need to take the, the, the weekend off social media. I need to go for a swim this afternoon and have a nap. Such simple things and yet it can and does make such a difference. And next, I know you're going to say like, oh my goodness, so boring. Of course you're mentioning this, but genuinely practicing a form of mindfulness as wanky as it sounds is incredible for bringing presence to your mind, body, soul and bringing a nurturing side to yourself in a gentle and non judgmental way and so for me this has been going to yoga on a Friday afternoon for you it could be journaling or reading or meditating or going for a barefoot walk on the beach listening to I don't know soft meditative music and having a lay down whatever it is for you just slowing down and nourishing your soul in a way that it feels authentic and good for you and last but definitely not least as a form of process of elimination I want you to ask yourself, what can you remove from your list of burdens? Is it saying no to extra work? Is it dialing back on your morning exercise? Is it having more firm boundaries with socializing on the weekend? I really do encourage you to honor where you're at and give yourself space. I've personally found that this last tip is the single most important thing that always helps me get back to my normal self. And it's not selfish. It's not entitled. It is in fact self-care and it's the, the highest form of, of self-care. If you found today's episode helpful, please send me a message. Let me know what you thought. If you are experiencing burnout and you need someone to talk to, like I said, my DMs are always open. If anything, I'm actually waiting to hear from you. I want to support you and have a chat about how we can get through this together. Um, Like I said, this is the last episode for season two. But for content on every other day of the week, in the meantime, you can find me on both TikTok and Instagram at Radical. But for now, please don't forget to embrace everything in between. And I promise I'll be back in your ears in a few short weeks. I'll miss you. But if you need to catch up on any episodes, this is your reminder that this is your time.